Podcasts are an independent way for podcasters like me to bring a local voice to your ears. At the Spent the Rent Podcast, we strive to raise awareness of topics that affect the often underrepresented. Our title sponsor, Oregon Cashflow Pro, offers free money management advice that can help you take control of your finances. At OregonCashflowPro.com, you will find videos to guide you towards your goal of financial freedom. For more info, there will be a link in the show notes. The following podcast is available on all major streaming sites, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. You can now listen to all previous episodes, donate to the podcast, and buy shirts directly from the Spent the Rent podcast at our newly designed official website, strpod.com. It seems like everyone you know makes rap music these days. So it takes something special to set each MC apart from the field. Some will go the route of infamy with outlandish social media shenanigans. Others stick to the tried and true lyrical skill and engaging stage presence. Today we are joined by an artist who lets his music do the talking and stays true to his values of high character and staying humble. Joining us next on the Spent the Rant podcast, Simon Baum, a.k.a. Reaction. Spent the Rent Podcast. I am your host, Self-Esteem Boat Willie. My guest today is Simon Baum, a.k.a. Reaction RXN. So, uh, you know, Simon, thanks for coming. Hey, no problem, man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate being on here. It's funny because I wanted to make sure I had it right with Reaction because it is spelled RXN, but uh, so I texted you. How do you pronounce it? Which is great over text. Right. <laughs> right. So, I was like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Right how do you do this? So, yeah. Well, thanks for coming out. Uh, you know, one of the up and coming hip hop artists in Eugene, I really wanted to have you on because we had met at, uh, it's funny because you're the fourth guest that I've had now that was from the same show last year that Ender threw for a benefit concert for Houston. And uh, so I'm pretty much, I need to get Nigel on, Nigel Birch, ADHD, and then I'll have the whole. I think Julian Outlaw. Oh, well. that's right. Yeah. I did talk to him about it at one point, and we might do that. So uh, let's just go right into it. What you know, you you've been. Are you from Eugene? You grew up around here. Um, actually, no. Born in California, and then we moved out to Junction City. So I primarily lived out in Junction. Um, back and forth with Eugene. Moved out to California again for an internship for a while, and then came back to the Eugene Junction City area. Eugene is a vortex. So like, if you get too far away, it'll suck you back in. 100%, man, 100%. So, and that's what I tell people like, you know, working on, I work as a barber on, on the college campus and it, it's people like, I really like you here. I'm like, you're not gonna be able to leave. You're stuck <laughs> now. So uh, what got you into music? Like, you know, when did you start making music? Um, well, I mean, it kind of was a really weird roundabout way. Uh, growing up, I loved music. Uh, the first time I was ever introduced to hip hop was DMX. I think I was a second grader. Right. And so it was DMX, Eminem, Cypress Hill. I was like, I want to do this when I grow up. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how a little Mexican Jewish boy from Junction City can do hip hop, but that's what I want to do. I think that's the beauty of it now, especially, is that it's accepted whoever does it. As long yeah, as, man. You know, there's definitely pockets where you'll have cultures that'll kind of override different whatever whatnot but like yeah nowadays it's you got i mean you talk about jewish rappers you got matis yahoo hey, hey you, <laughs> you got know, token you know? 
right? Token is dope. Right. And then, you know, there's people that represent every community in, in America and globally. You know, you got French rap and all that stuff now, too, which is pretty cool. And then there's, like, females in Saudi Arabia that are rapping. Yeah, no, that one's tight. <laughs> For real. That one's so, tight. Uh, that's the, I don't remember her name, but the woman with the tanks, correct? There's one that I saw that she had, like, a, it was funny because they were making fun of it on, like, The Daily Show. But she had, like, she was rapping in front of a car because she can drive now. But it was, like, a beat-up old car. <laughs> You know, you know, you know, so, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's the cool thing about hip hop is that it does, or just music in general, it does reflect the culture of the areas or whatever, but everybody's welcome to do it. So that's good. So you started recording music. You said you got into it young. You're inspired to. Yeah. Well, um, first starting out, I was like, okay, I love music. I don't think I'm going to ever have the talent to be able to do music. So I'm going to become a radio DJ and just play music, talk for a little bit. So I think at about eight years old, I went to 104.7 K-Duck and, and checked it out. I was like, yeah, I can't talk this much. I, there's no way I'm right. going to be a radio DJ at all. What did you do when you went down there? I uh, just kind of sat and watched and, and it was kind of like a job shadow type oh, of wow. thing. Yeah. Um, so and they were just, pretty gracious about they it. They were super cool about it, man. Um, yeah. were, everybody there was super cool. And I was like, this is a super tight job. I just don't think it's for me. Right. Um, and then did you start maybe buying equipment, making beats or? Nope. No? Nope. Fast forward about... I don't know, maybe maybe nine years in right. high school. Really bad at math, so I'm not sure, able sure, to sure. do it correctly. Uh, only was really there to play sports and kind of just like go through the motions until graduation so I could leave. Uh, stumbled upon multimedia design, fell in love with it. I was like, this is tight. I really like video production. I don't know what audio engineering is. Let's learn what that is. Sure. So yeah. The teacher created a class, which was mostly like, watch YouTube videos and teach yourself how to produce music. I was like, this is cool. I can wow. do this. Everything started out like trash. Oh, uh, sure. Every, every project was terrible. Um, so it kind of just developed. And then I started getting addicted to it. I was like, oh, I need to get better at this. I need to get better at this. Went to... Lane Community College for Multimedia Design. Oh, nice. Started so, taking a, a couple music classes so I can understand the theory behind everything. And it kind of just it kind of just snowballed from you there. You just keep doing it, and then, you know, you learn from mistakes. You don't learn from doing things right. So you just keep doing it, and it slowly progressed. And you start... When did you start to realize that, wow, I got something here, you know? Uh, that didn't... I didn't even approach music until 20... Right. Uh, I didn't even start writing. All I did was like, I'm going to make beats. My voice is weird. It's kind of nasally and deep, but it's a weird voice. There's no way I'm going to be able to rap. And so music kind of was more of a therapy of just writing stuff. Right. Um, That's crazy to think now because now, if I mean, and we'll play one of your songs at the end and people can be the judge for themselves, but you're one of the most technical MCs out there. So it's crazy that you could start from a place where it was like, doesn't come naturally or whatever or, or it's hard you know and to, to to be where you're at now that's pretty awesome but thank you man thank you so <clears throat> a lot of people i know did the same path with lane doing audio engineering and and multimedia seems like they got a good program anytime you take a college class you get access to the to the most expensive tools and that's like probably the best part you know i know podcasting at the university is something that's going crazy because they have access to soundproof rooms and all that stuff that as long as you take the class you could do have all that the equipment cool. and all that's really good. So, uh, when did you drop your first album or like EP? It started with singles. Uh, it started with a couple like mixtape single stuff, right. uh, and just kind of messing around, still trying to figure out how to do everything. Um, I've dropped my first EP. I want to say in 2017. Okay, um, so working so on pretty a, recent. Yeah, so working so, on an album right now. That's cool. So, uh, I'm, I, I guess that's the EP that I have. It's like seven songs or something. Yeah, like that, right. Yeah, that's a good one. 
So, so fairly recent that you've kind of really just dove all the way into it as an MC. Uh, but you, you know, we talked a little bit off air. We wanted to touch on what it is to be an independent artist, like the actual amount of work. Cause I think, go ahead. You were saying basically that, that people think they could just one day, just I'm going to rap and then someone will find you. you know? Yeah. So that's, that's the complete wrong way to look at it. Um, if you want to be quote unquote successful, or at least being able to do it as a monetary income source, it has to be like multi-directional, multifaceted. And the music portion is kind of a small portion of music in itself you're primarily doing the production work video production work social media the promotion the graphics the website reaching out to blogs and radio stations and trying to get the publicity on it so the music's kind of a small portion right for the monetary gain of and music then, which know, is that, weird to think because that's probably i don't know if it's a I get what you mean, but I think when you say it's a small portion, it's a it's that this it's probably the smallest amount of time spent, yeah. spent because ultimately, you know, you'll take a couple weeks or whatever to record a track. How I mean, everyone does it differently. Some people do it in a day. You know, they just write bars and and lay it down, but the rest of it is nonstop, like networking constantly. Yeah. And then, so how do you get your music out so that it's played in different places? Um, well, I mean, me personally, I use DistroKid. I was using CD Baby for a distribution company. Um, we are in talks with a couple of independent labels of getting distribution deals. Right. Um, we just got to read a couple more contracts and go from there. And then a lot of it's just, you know, I use Reverb Nation to get my stuff. It's all the same kind of thing. Yeah, it's but the then, same kind of platform. Uh, you know, a lot of networking and you have to listen to a lot of other people's music because a lot of times it's engaging, especially independently, it's engaging with other artists. That That's how you get them to want to bring you on a, a show or, you know, like you had done that show with Ender. How did you How did you guys meet? Um, I actually met Ender on the set of a music video maybe a year prior to that. Uh, and then I opened up a show with Zion I and Ender One was the main support there. Right. And so it was kind of funny because I was like, hey, what's going on, Ender? He's like, I don't know who you are. It's like, oh, that's cool, dude. Whatever, bro. That's all good. And so we just started chopping it up and kind of in the beginning, I was like, all right, man, how do I approach that this dude is very talented and I'd like to work with him in the future? And once, once I kind of like stopped thinking that way, I was like, ah, it's just a dude that does music. Let's just chop it up and, and just right. see where it goes from. Then being able to, him reaching out to me like, hey, I have this benefit show. Would you like to do it? It was a, it allowed me to be like, yeah, no, let's do it. I don't want to get paid for it. I just want to be able to push my services on there right. and see how much that we can grow this, this project for you. And that Houston show, like I said before, it was really wild because it was not a... It was such a, sh a short notice kind of thing, and there was a lot going on. There was benefit go concerts going on for the fires, and there's just so much going on across the country that it got buried in the social media stuff. And so it didn't it didn't pop off. I think we only had like a week to prepare for the promotion and stuff like yeah. that. So it didn't pop off the way we would have liked. We still did raise what we got the most was clothes that you know that brought people brought, yeah. and I, I still think it was a, a successful night. But it's wild that everyone that was there, and sometimes the smaller more intimate uh, events can have such a huge impact because the people that are there that actually did make it out, they feel like they're, you know, it's for them, you know, instead of getting yeah. buried in the crowd. And I think that's pretty cool. And that's definitely how I felt at that event. All the, you know, artists were extremely supportive. We did like 15 minute sets and you killed it. You know, we, were, you, right, we were right in the front and you'll, you guys listening will see when, at the end that, you know, his your music is like it, it comes at you it's it's good and your stage presence has, is is pretty uh engaging for sure and i think that's that's something that'll take you far so that's cool uh so you've got some pretty big co stuff coming up um 
Texas. We want to talk about that. The yeah. So uh, I want to thank my manager for for hooking this all up. We're uh, we're collaborating with Next Level Clothing and uh, Do Right Clothing to bring me out to South by Southwest. They're putting us up. They've booked us a bunch of shows. So we're doing um, a couple panels talking about kind of the music industry, what it takes to try to do this full time. Right. Then we're doing a bunch of shows out there, a couple workshops, and so it's going to be super tight. Um. For those who don't know, South by Southwest is kind of like an internationally known music festival in Austin, Texas. And it's huge. And it's just all genres, just all walks of life. It's gotten huge. Yeah, man, it's tight. So I'm, I'm super excited to be able to go out there and just rock the stage and meet a bunch of people and just network. And those panels is a great way to, to network. And it, it's kind of you know you get these opportunities and it levels the playing field for an independent artist because then you're you know up there with some of the big shots you know exactly and that's huge you know so um seven kind of unofficial shows like just around town is that what you said seven to ten yeah uh seven to ten um we're kind of solidifying a couple more uh but right now as of what we have today we got about seven is this your first tour have you have you done a few tours I've done one-offs, which is kind of like a couple days and a week, but right. not like, ah, oh, we're out, we're on the road for about three weeks, four weeks. It's mostly just like, cool, I'm going to do like five shows, I'm going to book them all myself, right. and I'm going to drive everywhere for right, it. Right, <laughs> right. So what about in town? I mean, uh, so you got into it really, you started recording in 2017 and then instantly started doing shows, pretty much, or were you doing shows um, first? No, I was doing shows first. Uh, I started performing at 21 uh, I was working at a physical therapy clinic for my parents and one of the patients there ran an open mic night. Oh, nice. Super big guy. Love him to death. He, he kind of like punked me into performing because he was, he was a giant guy. I was like, hey, I hear you do music. <laughs> right. You're going to perform in my open mic. I was like, all right, man. Yeah, man, you're big. I'm going to perform at your open mic. That's cool, man. An open mic where at? It was in Junction City. Okay. It was, wow. It was a funny experience. I'm sure it was received well. That's the thing with those kind of events is that it, you know, people can think what they want, but you do those. And again, it's like the audience is all the performers. So exactly. But they, it's like, it's a great way to start out. Back in, in the day, here a little history of Eugene. There was a little coffee shop called Cafe Paradiso. And man, that was a launching pad for a lot of female singer songwriters, honestly, because that was what was received the best. You know, this is pre Taylor Swift. She probably copied them, <laughs> but, but seriously, it was a it open mic night and you had to get there hours in advance to sign up. So I think you had to sign up by like, I don't remember if it started at six or something and people had to sign up by like three or it was already filled out. Dang. So it was a big deal. I wish there was more of that actually. Well, that's funny that, you know, starting out in, in Drunk and Shitty and, <laughs> and uh, Junction City uh, at the Garrity, I'm sure. No, one time my mom was like, hey, meet me in Junction City. We're going to go to the Scandinavian Festival. And I said, where do you want to meet me? She's like, at the Garrity. I was like, that's the entire town. <laughs> so, yeah, man, no, it is funny that way. So that was, was it pretty well received right away? And then that gave you self-confidence, I'm sure. I mean... I mean, it was well received, but I was trash. You know, I was staring at the floor, super nervous out of my mind. I right. had never... The only other time I've really been on stage is is to do like uh, in high school we had this uh, this like pageant thing to raise money for oh, man I can't remember the name of it uh, it was this thing called Mr Tiger and pretty much sure. you you raise money for hospitals right. and you have to do skits and stuff and so that was the only time I've ever really been on stage. And so to be on stage performing something so intimate like your own music, right? I was just out of my mind, nervous. And, and was so. was your content always like lyric heavy you know like was it a lot of technical stuff in the beginning or was it just kind of was it a little more simple to do because sometimes it's a little more simple to do because yeah. i hadn't built up the chops of being able to 
to do the speed rap plus mixing in with the harmonies and the singing and then right. I had to read a dictionary to at least get my vocabulary out sure. too. Well, yeah, I mean, because for me when I first started recording, I I listened to a lot of fast pop punk. I call it pop punk, but like propaganda and stuff like that. So I was influenced to stuff that was really technical. So I wrote stuff that was really technical because I wrote it first as lyrics. And then when I started recording vocals and it was like, how the hell am I going to do this? Because it was <laughs> not only do you have to remember it all, but you got to stick every single emphasis and, and whatnot. It's tough. So when you can, I've gone the other direction. I don't do a ton of music now just kind of for fun as a hobby. But when I do, it's like. I've gone the another direction where I'm doing stuff that's more simple and simplified and you know sometimes when you do those live sets with so much words it's it's tough doing all the wordplay and then you got to think about what you're doing with your hands and you know it's just everything <laughs> but in the beginning yeah performing can be so nerve-wracking because it's almost like you don't feel like you belong you know and you're just like I'm just faking it like last episode I I uh, mentioned having imposter syndrome something that Michelle Obama mentioned in her book. And that resonated with me so well, cause you can get up and do stuff that people are enjoying, but you yourself are like, ah, this is just, I feel like a phony in the beginning. And it's cool when you break through that shell. Yeah. Know? And how did, how did that come about? Like, when did you realize I, you know, this is something I got something. It just kind of, you know, just doing it and then just, yeah, just continuously doing it and getting bigger and bigger opportunities. I know, uh, the when I opened up for Snow the product and I, I saw how well that show was received, that's what I was like, okay, this is this is I could do this. This right. is tight. This it no longer feels like I'm faking it. I, I'm kind of I'm understanding how to put on a show. It's no longer just about rapping. It's about engaging the audience, about sharing intimate aspects of your own life right. instead of just this is some music. This is bars. Turn up. It's like all right, this is some shit that I went through. Hopefully that this music impacts your life. So if you're going through the same thing you can kind of see that there is light at the end of the tunnel, if right. that makes sense. Right, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and it's true. I mean, most people, I, I commend you because it's true. It's hard to admit that, like that people actually face this early on thing when you're performing that like you don't belong. Because like, most people don't want that ever to even get out. But I think it's so true to the the artist to say it, to just be like, you know, I came from a place where I was like, I don't know, man, I had to really get my feet wet before I felt comfortable. And that's something I can completely, you know, can respect. I know that you were talking about the whole overall process of being an artist and your image and how you have to kind of keep this, you know, this image like with social media today. Has that ever been a challenge or you've just kind of stuck in a pocket where you're true to yourself? So, yeah, I've always been true to myself. I've never really tried to be like, yo, I'm hard as hell, bro. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's always been like, hey, I just I do music. I do production work. This is kind of the shit that's happened in my life. If you guys want to know about it, follow me, listen, and then I'll share it and that kind of stuff. Like, I'll be honest, expressing myself outside of music has always been hard. Yeah. Um, so music is the only way that I've really been able to understand my own emotions and be able to like, cool, I wrote it down, I put it in a song, now it makes sense. Before growing up, it was like, all right, it's just anger and happiness. Right. right. No <laughs> in between. So it was no right. in between. That's what I love about an independent underground hip hop, though, is because it, you don't have to have the hard image. You don't have to have a hardened shell. You know, like, exactly, man. You know, that the, the struggle about just normal everyday life, you don't have to be from the slums and like be, you know what I mean? Which I think that that's great because that's kind of how rap started in a way that we across the country, and I say we, I mean everyone, was influenced to this reality that maybe they weren't aware of. And I think without hip hop and rap music, 
our country wouldn't be what it is. You know, oh, you know what I mean? 100%. Because it's allowed, like I said before, about how there's so many different diverse MCs across the globe now, but definitely across the country. That's given us an exposure to the experience from from different perspectives, which is which is incredible. Like that's the best thing about hip hop, is that more than any other genre, you know, because everything else is manufactured in a lot of ways. Like, I mean, country music now is just pop music. And, well, I mean, and, even hip hop right now is manufactured. Well, I the mean, mainstream. Like most, mostly mainstream stuff. And even a lot of, even a lot of successful people, you still have to build a brand and then try to stay true to that. And I would still say that that's kind of manufactured sure. in its own way. Yeah, it's difficult to just really be you and then have that be continually accepted, you know? And not accepted necessarily, but but popping off and people, you know, cause people want to engage and be into stuff that they think is cool too. You yeah. Know? And so that's a difficult thing to, to stay true and relevant, you know, because it's like with music or just anything else, it's like you have a shelf life in some people's eyes. Cause they're like, man, I, I've been to them, into them since October and it's all, it's going on December. <laughs> so I'm, a, I got to look onto the next thing, you know? And I don't know the tools though, you know, like you said, getting into music in 2017, the tools today are so much easier to level the playing field. You do get buried because everyone makes music, you know, so there's so much more competition, but it's also, you can do it independently. I think that's really cool. And so you said you have a manager that, yeah, that helps um, you. Is that a good friend or is that someone that you uh, It's somebody in Portland, started out as a good friend. He has a entertainment company, so he watched me kind of like progress and grow through the years and finally was like, hey man, I want to manage you. Let's take you to the next level. And so having a team around you actually really does help build things right. at a much faster pace. And uh, that's got to be a good feeling because they approached you. You know, he approached you too, right? Yeah. I mean, I've always kind of been, um, I've been a little bit too humble in the fact that I don't like to approach people with opportunities. Be like, hey, I rap. Put me on your show. <laughs> right, I don't ever right. want to. I don't ever want to do that with stuff. Right. It's more just like, hey man, I do audio engineering. If you need me to, I'll uh, I'll engineer your show. And that actually stemmed a bunch of shows from sure. there, which is sure. kind of funny, right? Like as a sound guy kind of thing. Yeah, early on, that's cool. Uh, is your friend that does the open mic? Is he still doing stuff? Uh, he's still doing stuff. Yeah, the, the same open mic. Ah, uh, that part I don't know. That part I don't Ju know. Junction City, man. That's Junction a tiny City. little town. Yeah, my coworker, well, my boss. He he does. He always talks about how he doesn't go to Junction City because he gets arrested every time. <laughs> <laughs> so, and it's the dumbest stuff. It's like he got arrested one time for going to the Scandinavian Festival and leaving his dog in the car. And they broke his window and he went into the police station to get his dog. And he's like, where's, and they just, I guess he was too aggressive. Dang. I don't guess. That's Dang. off the point, but some funny stuff. So the Texas tour is a big deal. We kind of wanted to mention also you're doing another one. Uh, I'm not sure if we're supposed to talk about it or not. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the thing with Ender is coming yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to be doing like a West Coast tour. I think it starts April 19th and we come back in Eugene on May 5th. I will definitely be at that May 5th show. So the tour, Chain Breakers tour with Ender One is going to kick off uh, April 19th in Salem. And so Oregon, Montana, Idaho, California. Is that it? Or is um, we're in talks with a couple more states. I, I saw something about he was mentioning Utah. Is it going that far? Or Possibly. That's crazy. So keep your, your eyes and ears peeled on that. I'll probably, once Ender drops more about it, I'll, I'll share some of the crumbs about that tour. And so that's going to be cool to be having more this is a big thing for you i'm sure you know and he wanted to, you to come out and open and that's why the cat's out of the bag because i he had mentioned it on social media he's like what, what what do you think if i brought a reaction out 
And then everyone was, you know, you had said off air that like the praise meant yeah, a lot to you. No, I was, I was thoroughly impressed with how many people were like, yeah, man, bring this cat on. And, and just people from shows that I only interacted for a little bit, but I, I wanted to stay as genuine to each person as I could yeah. be. And the fact that that kind of like transferred over to somebody I haven't talked to then just being like, yeah, man, get this kid on this tour was a blessing, man. Like I was not expecting that at all. And then. And then, you know, that's why I was like, I asked you off air is like, do you think you would care if we mentioned it? And then I was like, I think if he asks, he's like, what do you think if I bring this guy? And then like later it was like, you know what? Second thought, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> like that, that, wouldn't, that wouldn't be good. So I'm pretty sure the cat's out of the bag. I'm excited to hear what you both have to say after this, because for Ender, it's a huge deal. And his, his just charisma and he's enigmatic i mean what he does on stage it's crazy to watch how much people just melt you know oh 100 percent, man and the fact that he can bring it off stage when they come to the merch table and still have them enamored by yeah. his charisma is tight because i'm still learning that part when i get on stage i could be super charismatic off stage i'm like tell me about your life right well it's you just cool too you know and but that's the thing is, is it, it comes with time and and a belief in yourself. And I think you're on the right path. It's cool. It's, Thank good, you, to, it's good to see. I saw you did a track with Cerebral Cortex and that was cool. Uh, recently, what was that one called? Uh, that one's called Right Now. I'm actually oh. editing the video for it right now. I'm trying to finish it up tonight and have it released on Wednesday. So is that the song that we're playing at the end? Yeah, that's Ooh. the side that we're playing yeah. at the end. That's cool. Because Cerebral Cortex, oh man, he is just one of the kindest people in Eugene music. I had him on the show and him and I are actually... Uh, working, he's got a group, the creative types, him and Will Brack, and I hope I said that right. Yeah, and, no, you did. Okay, good. You did. Uh, him, Will, and I are just starting to get acquainted. But yesterday, I went over and I laid down some vocals for. It was kind of interesting for an Irish track. I'm going to release on St. Patrick's Day, or they're going to release, and I'm featured. <laughs> but I will have uh, you know plugs on that links and everything through the podcast, and I'll probably play it. Uh, around that time on the podcast and that was really cool and i did something a little different you know i laid down a verse that was basically like an irish poem about immigration and i'm really excited to share that because it's such a different style that's kind of the self-esteem but willy thing i always do stuff that's a little different sometimes sometimes it'll be punk pop that kind of stuff hip-hop whatever so i don't follow any rules which is why i have like nine fans but <laughs> hey man it's still tight i've heard the tracks after the podcast so they're always yeah, cool i do some... like the punk rock vibe with it yeah for sure the christmas ep was probably my favorite because that it was just when i was making it i was laughing the entire time and it was just so fun but we took it super serious and god jay philly you know jay philly and eugene is one of the just the absolute dopest MCs, and he crushed my Christmas album. So, and then ADHD that stemmed from that Houston show too. That was a good night for me for sure. So, hey man, let's just go ahead and play it. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to touch on? You know, the links and stuff will be in the description. But RXN, what's the website that's the most? It's uh, so the new website will be rxnmusic.com. I'm still building it, but it should be up within a week or two. So for right now, you can go to rxnmusic.net. Right, yep. and then and the there. links will be in the in the description of this wherever you're listening to it. You know, if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, I really want to encourage you, the listener, to go to strpod.com, which is my official website. That's pretty new. It's just kind of off the ground. I've been writing a blog. I just did a a, a little write up about Ender and about what he's doing right now with his new tour that you're going to be on. So uh, I encourage you listening to go to strpod.com and there's going to be a ton of stuff. That's where I'll release the, uh, 
uh, at least for my end, because the creative types will release it their own way. But I'm gonna make links to the to the track I release on St. Patrick's Day. So, well, uh, Simon, reaction. That's uh, I always need to remember. I'm glad I I didn't fuck that up and just say RXN. Hey, it's all good, bro. It's all good. So where did the name come? How did that? How did that? Uh, well, as I said uh, in the beginning, I I worked at a physical therapy clinic, and and my family's always been in the medical field. Uh, my brother's a pharmacist. My dad's a physical therapist. So I thought having a name that kind of played on medical terminology right. would be fun. Right. And so the abbreviation of reaction is RXN. Right. And so I was just like, ah, it'll be tight to just call myself RXN. That'll be cool. Sometimes when you see stuff like that, you think it might start in graph, you know, like, because... It actually did start in graffiti. No problem. At, at like yeah, 13 right. years old. Yeah, yeah. Just jumping on trains, doing terrible graffiti. The Statue of Limitations is probably gone with that. So that's hopefully, good. Hopefully. Hopefully I didn't just incriminate myself. Right, right. <laughs> so, I mean, that's cool. That's true to hip hop. You got to get some break dancing. You know, that's going to be in the Olympics. Yeah. Did you see that? The, no, I didn't. Apparently, what? so I didn't, to be fair, I honestly didn't read the article, but I did see the headline. <laughs> I did see the headline, so I'm an expert. But uh, it said, "Is the two th you know the 2024 Olympics? They're considering breakdancing. Oh my god, that'd be incredible. That would be tight. Because it is definitely like a gymnast type dance combo. You know what I mean? And and just the people that it would bring. Because that obviously you're gonna get gymnasts that yeah. are gonna crush it. But you're gonna have people that hip hop is in their blood. You know exactly, so. exactly. And I actually just stumbled upon something. It was uh, people with um, um, prosthetic limbs breakdancing and oh, they I did were see just that. as tight as people that. that had like every body part so I not think just as tight they were better they were cool. yeah ways. actually yeah they were yeah. better at sometimes yeah and then using the different prosthetics and like one guy had a crutch that he was doing stuff yeah, with that, that was incredible that tripped me out yeah that was incredible that's the one thing about social media that i love is that you do see people really doing what they are truly passionate about and their joys. I mean, there's a lot of negative stuff on there, but I could never quit it. You know, it's like Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> what? <laughs> I can't quit you. No, no, but, but uh, nobody ever wants to use that segue. No, but. No. I've actually never seen that movie. So. Neither have I, but I'm pretty sure that that line is in it. Like, I can't quit you or whatever. Anyway, so. You saw it in the movie title? No, someone said that. It was like a joke that they made fun of it on Saturday Night Live or something. I don't know. Okay. I'll, that's the terrible place to go with that. <laughs> So, uh, hey, Simon, it's been a pleasure. Uh, we're gonna, you wanna tell about this song? You said you're working on a music video. It's, it's called Right Now. Yeah, uh, so the song is entitled Right Now. I produced the track. Um, we have Cerebral Cortex on the second verse. He killed it. Um, pretty much it's kind of like boom bap mixed with trap. Okay. Um, and so I had a friend of mine, DJ, um, he just filmed it for us. And so I'm editing everything right now. Nice. And then your music videos are on YouTube. Is it just at? It's just going to be at RXN. At music. RXN. Pretty much music. any any social media will be at RXN music. Nice. So I'll put some links on the, for the YouTube in the description as well, because your videos are cool. Thank you, man. You know, you did that one where you were walking by the trains and stuff. It got pretty morbid. Yeah. But, well, I mean, we were doing, we were doing it for Halloween. Oh, nice. And so okay. we didn't realize how illegal it was to be on the train tracks and so we're like, yeah man this is cool we're just filming stuff for like a school project we actually get got chased by the cops nice and so it was kind of a funny story and we were happy we were able to finish the video right but it could have it could have gone could have gone real sour real, real bad yeah the same thing happened with us with uh one of the christmas videos that i did that's on it's on the website if you dig on strpod.com but uh we got chased off of the oakway mall I, really? You know, we dropped Santa Claus a $20 bill for him to be in the video. And he's like, he looked around. He's like, my boss isn't going to like this. <laughs> and that, yeah. Was and that, then, was that Santa the major that you had on? No, the it wasn't. It wasn't the, I think he's Eugene Santa for sure. No, gotcha. but Oakway had its own guy. He was good and he was really cool. 
But um, yeah, so we were filming that and then we were behind the building just doing some shots and this woman came out and she's like, do you have a permit? And we're like, bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then just a little guerrilla filmmaking, you know? Yeah. So, hey, Simon Bomb reaction. Thanks a lot. This is going to be reaction featuring Cerebral Cortex. This is right now. Hey, thanks for having me on, bro. Thanks for coming. Get down, show you how I do it. Influence a human movement for people that already doing it. I'm posting on the block like I never lived. Off from Mary Jane, you believe the stress. It's been the bones in your work, all I wanna do is go home. Put on the headphones, and just on now to the beat that I made last week. When I did straight bangs like a freak in the sheets. You disrespect, but I don't wanna hear no bullshit. Everybody talking how much pussy that they don't get. No offense, I'm building none of that shit. I get people with the kitten confidential than your right Switch the pace up to major Kill it like they do Give me you didn't even buy it Let me stop and buy the shit Man in the battery Before my thinking Ain't nobody gonna be stopping it I don't want no fast right now What I wanna do is Hit a beat slap right now The windows down And the bass is loud Let me just fight out Let me just fight out Right now, right now Right now, right now Right now, right now Pardon me, but Need some space right now. Need to zone and meditate and feel the bass right now. Lift the weight from my shoulder blades, relax and fade out. Cultivate good energy, procreate new sounds. Hardly feel motivated without music to bump. Every now and then, gotta break away from the usual stuff. Take my mind off the day and just think about lyrics. Marinate on the madness and make it all coherent. It's a crazy world we live in, it'll drive you nuts, man. We all just a tiny little speck in a dustpan. The hourglass don't seem to be filled with enough sand. It's a limited trial, we all do what we must. On one hand, life is hard. It'll serve you a beat 